What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name's Kyle. Tonight, it's Friday, December 8th. We're going to go over my Week 14 start-sit charts. We're going to go through all the games that are on Sunday and the two games that are on Monday night. We'll look at my charts. We'll go over some of the thoughts and some of the player uh, practice report news that came out throughout the week. Let's hop right into a screen share. And hey, if you guys don't mind, hit the like button on this video. It helps people know that this is a good video and it helps YouTube send it out to more people to watch. So, Either way, let's get right into it. Uh, week 14 starts sit charts. There's a link in the description if you guys want to follow along. Uh, otherwise, just go to the fantasyfellowship.com, whatever you need. Let's start with the Sunday early games here. Uh, we're looking at Tampa Bay at uh, Atlanta. Atlanta favored to win by about a point and a half, 41 implied in this one. Uh, interesting game here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're, they're really bad against QB and really bad against wide receiver. They're also not that great against tight ends, but they do limit running back points. So it's a slight uh, tough matchup here for Bijan Robinson. Uh, on Atlanta's side, they're like they're actually pretty good. They're the best team against opponent running backs right now, and they rank sixth best against wide receivers. So they are limiting uh, wide receiver points and running back points, but they do allow quarterbacks and tight ends to hit. So with that being said, what do we trust on Atlanta's side? I think Desmond Ritter can be a QB2. Uh, again, Tampa Bay is allowing almost 18.61 points per game to the quarterback position. I think you're going to still start B. John Robinson, but maybe we temper our expectations to more so of like an RB2. I think you're starting Drake London in this one. I think he's going to have a nice game. I can't remember if he played well uh, in their game that they played earlier this year. But again, Tampa Bay, they rank 30th against wide receiver, 27th against QB. I kind of want to attack that Desmond Ritter-Drake London matchup. And then Kyle Pitts, Tampa Bay's bad against tight end. We'll give Kyle Pitts another benefit of the doubt unless you have better options behind him. Maybe the Falcons defense? Probably not. I'm going to leave Algier and Jonu Smith, though, on the bench. On the Buccaneers side, I mean, Baker Mayfield's okay as a QB, too. You know, Rashad White, even though Atlanta's allowing the fewest amount of points per game to the running back position, Rashad White still gets 80-90% of those numbers here. So maybe 14 to 16 points for White. You're starting Mike Evans, and then I think there's going to be a squeaky wheel situation with Chris Godwin. He kind of had some uh, some comments earlier in the week here, and I think he's going to be like a wide receiver three flex for you. Maybe Tampa Bay's defense, but I just don't really trust it. We'll leave Kate Otten and Trey Palmer here on the bench. Atlanta. Trying to keep their NFC South lead. We'll see if they can defend uh, defend it from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving on to the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Bears coming off a bye. The Lions uh, a, a win against New Orleans last weekend. The Lions are three and a half point favorites on the road here. 43 implied in this one. Lions defense not playing very well. They rank 28th against the QB, right, uh, the QB spot right now. Uh, they're allowing points to wide receivers and tight ends. But hey, they're, they are pretty stingy against the running backs on the Bears side. You know, they're about average to below average in all categories here. So we do like the matchup for the Lions side. Uh, with that being said, you're starting Jared Goff. I think he's more of a low-end QB2. Uh, you're starting Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs if you have them. Of course, you're starting Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think Sam Laporta. This is a pretty easy offense to assess for fantasy football. You want all five of these guys in your lineup. You can maybe, uh, you know, stream Jared Goff in a one QB league. But I think he's better left in a, in a super flex league. Maybe the Lions defense, they, again, they haven't been playing great football lately. Uh, you know, the Saints kind of came back. The Packers had a big game on Thanksgiving. Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams, I'm going to leave these guys here on the bench until we see something worth starting. On the Bears side, again, we mentioned the Lions defense being pretty leaky. I think you're excited about Justin Fields as a QB1. 
You're excited about DJ Moore as a nice wide receiver too. And I think Cole Komet has proved that he's, he's a tight end streaming one option for us right now. Uh, and then I don't know what's going to go with the running back spot here. I think Deonta Foreman is off the, the injury report here. So we're looking like we got our trio back of Roshan, Deonta, and Khalil Herbert. My money would be on Roshan Johnson to lead the team in either touches or snaps. I, I think he – I'm probably going to move Roshan down to flex, though, now that uh, Deonta Foreman has been removed from the injury report. It's kind of like a roulette here. And because the Lions don't allow a lot of running back points here, I'm going to shy away from Roshan, Deonta, and Khalil Herbert. If you have a good feeling on it, sure, I'm fine. Running back two flex, I get it. But I want to see some data points here. One, it's a tough matchup. And two, we got all three guys healthy. So I'm going to shy away from the Bears running backs, say no to the Bears defense, and then we'll leave Darnell Mooney down here either on the bench or on the waiver wire. But fun game here. We'll see if the Bears uh, – the Bears almost beat the Lions, you know, a couple of weeks back in Detroit. It wasn't for that uh, that last fourth – you know, the last couple-minute comeback here by the Lions. Chicago at home, we'll see. Off a of bye, they might be uh, a good time to catch Detroit sleeping. The Colts at the Bengals. The Bengals, man – Big Monday night win against Jacksonville. Bengals are minus two here at home, 44 and a half implied. Uh, looking at the fantasy numbers in this one, it should be a decent game for fantasy. I do want to note that there might be a little bit of rain and a little bit of wind here in this game. Uh, the Bengals, though, they rank average or below average in, in all categories here. They do allow quarterbacks and tight ends to score points. They actually rank dead last against tight end. Don't know if the Colts have a tight end we want to take advantage of, but I do like the passing game for the Colts in this one. And the Colts defensively, they are very similar. They rank average to below average in all the categories. They, uh, they're they really bad against running backs. They rank 29th here. And tight ends, they are a little leaky here as well. So Joe Mixon, you're firing up Joe Mixon as a as an a RB2. He could even be a running back one this week if he finds the end zone again. So you like Mixon. I think Browning's a super flex play. You're starting Jamar Chase if you have him. Still not sure what to do with T. Higgins. You know, was, I'm glad he came back last week. He didn't re-injure himself or anything. And, and, and now that there's a little bit of life with Jake Browning in this passing game, Higgins is a wide receiver three flex that I'm still not quite excited about. But, hey, I get it. You know, it's a weird week. Maybe you need T. Higgins in there. Let me know if you have questions there. Maybe the Bengals defense, but probably not. Maybe. Tyler Boyd and Tanner Hudson. I don't hate Tanner Hudson as a tight end streamer. Again, the Colts are allowing about 12 points per game to the tight end spot. Maybe Tanner Hudson if you need one. And then on the Colts side, Gardner Minshew is a QB2 for Superflex. Uh, I think you're starting Zach Moss as a solid RB2 if you have him, you know, 7 to 10 point floor. If he gets rolling and gets the touchdown, it's going to be upwards of 20 points. You're starting Pittman Jr., and then we've kind of lost some confidence in Josh Downs here. He's had two kind of so-so games in his return uh, from injury here, and he's more of a low-end wide receiver three flex. But it's it's a decent matchup against this Bengals defense. Maybe the Colts defense, but probably not. Alec Pierce, Kylan Granson, Trey Sermon will leave these guys here on the bench. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think the Bengals have some momentum here. And guess what, man? Like, they're, they're a game out of the playoffs right now. So if they pull this one in, go to seven and six, looks like Cincinnati – Playoffs maybe back on the menu. We'll see. Moving on to Jacksonville at the Browns. We have, you know, of course, the huge elephant in the room here is Trevor Lawrence. Will he play? Will he not play? I don't know. He was able to practice in limited capacity the last two days. Going to be a game time decision. So it's really hard to evaluate uh, the Jaguars side of the ball. It also is a really tough matchup. So I would even be nervous to play some of these guys to begin with. I think the one Jag you can play is Travis Etienne because he's going to get touches and low end RB2. Sure, you're playing Etienne. 
And then I think you're going to give Evan Ingram the benefit of the doubt too. Just with Christian Kirk out, Ingram's got a chance to uh, to elevate his game and be a top five tight end the rest of the way. So I like those two the most. It's going to push Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones more towards wide receiver three flexes. Uh, and if if it is C.J. Beathard, I honestly, I honestly don't know if my outlook changes that much from Lawrence to Beathard because Lawrence, yeah, we like him. But again, it's a really tough matchup. I think Ridley and Jones are going to get a lot of question marks going into this one. And I wouldn't mind, you know, looking elsewhere. I think there's going to be weather involved in this game. So I'm leaning towards the short passing game and ETN being the play. This Browns defense, man. They rank top five against quarterbacks, receivers, and they're actually number one against tight end. So it is a tough spot for Evan Ingram, but I still think you got to play him if you have him. And then they are allowing running back points here. So that's why I do like ETN. But let me know if you have questions on the Jag side. Keep an eye on Parker Washington, too, by the way. Uh, if, if we do get Trevor Lawrence back, I think Parker Washington caught four or five of his six passes last week from Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be the slot receiver for Christian Kirk. Worth a pickup this week. Not saying to start him against the Browns, but he's definitely worth a pickup this weekend. And uh, on the Browns side, they're they're being kind of coy here. They're they're saying Dorian Thompson Robinson's not ruled out. I mean, maybe he starts, maybe he doesn't. I think we're going to see Joe Flacco start ultimately. And uh, we also have question marks on Amari Cooper, who hasn't been able to practice, but they're still saying game time decision. So a lot of question marks in this game. And it's also a, a pretty bad weather game, if I if I remember correctly. Let me go to NFLweather.com here. That's uh, my favorite site for looking at the weather. Chance of rain and 13 mile per hour winds. So maybe not as bad as I was thinking. It might have changed a little bit here, but I don't know who you start in the Browns. I think Joe Flacco in the Superflex League, sure. I think Jerome Ford can be a, you know, a 10 to 12 touch guy in, in RB2 spot, maybe makes sense. If no Amari Cooper, I think you got to get Elijah Moore in your lineup as a wide receiver three flex. I think you're playing David Njoku if you have a tight end need with that. Uh, and then Kareem Hunt, man, he kind of he kind of played just as much as Jerome Ford, if not a little more last weekend. So he's a low end RB2 flex play. But overall, my confidence level is not super high in this one. I will say, though, if, if no Amari Cooper, I think you got to play Elijah Moore, assuming it's Joe Flacco. So I, I have, I'm unfortunately not able to help you guys much with this one uh, until we get some of those uh, those big decisions made here. So Jags, Browns, not super excited about this one. Again, the low score here, 32 and a half implied in that one. Not a great fantasy game. Uh, another not so great fantasy game here. The Panthers at the Saints, five and a half point favorites for the Saints, uh, 37 and a half total implied in this one. Start the Saints defense. We'll leave it at that. Uh, and if we go on down here to the fantasy points allowed, the Panthers are actually sneaky. They're top five against uh, QBs, receivers, and tight ends, but they allow the 30th most rushing points to running backs here. So a lot of volume coming for Alvin Kamara in this one. Not a great matchup, whether it's Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. I, I don't know if we're trusting them. They're, they're basically just low-end QB2 plays. Uh, I do have Winston penciled in here, but I think Alvin Kamara is a top five, top three running back play this weekend. Chris Olave is expected to play. I know he was in and out of practice throughout the week here, but he's leaning towards playing. So keep an eye on that. I think he's a wide receiver two flex, you know, wide receiver two, three, if he plays. He's been playing well. And I think with Jameis, that offers a little bit more ceiling there. Uh, Taysom Hill is the big one. We don't know what's going on with Taysom Hill. I believe he's got a foot thing going on. Uh, he did not practice all week here. So probably not going to play in this one, which might mean Jawan Johnson starting tight end, who got us a zero last week. A lot of question marks. Uh, Olave's got the illness. I don't think Rashid Shahid's playing. We don't know about Derek Carr, who got a full practice in today. He just won't die. I, I don't get it. He just he keeps getting hit and he keeps taking lumps, but he keeps playing. So, again, more questions, uh, just like the Jags and the Browns. More questions on this one at quarterback for the Saints. Probably no Taysom Hill. I'm going to update that and put him down on the bench spot. 
basically I'm, I'm playing Kamara if I have him. I'm going to play Olave, assuming he plays, and, and then we'll, we'll have to figure out the quarterback situation. And if no Taysom Hill, I'm open to Jawan Johnson. But, hey, man, the Panthers are good. For some reason, their defense is good against limiting the passing weapons. Uh, on the Panthers' side, uh, we know the Saints are pretty solid on defense, but, hey, they allow tight end points. The just don't have a tight end to use over there in Carolina. But I think Chuba Hubbard's a low-end RB2 play, and Jonathan Mingo is the only receiver that I'd probably want to play if I needed somebody. I'm playing Mingo over Adam Thielen at this point. He is the lead target, and I think they're going to continue to do so. Uh, but, man, try. I think you try and avoid this game if you can, besides Kamara and Olave. Another weird NFC South game here, both NFC South games this weekend. Um, not the best, not the best. Uh, Texans and Jets. Texans three and a half point road favorites here, 33 and a half implied in this one. This game's got the weather, uh, slight chance of thunderstorms, 15 mile per hour winds. This is trending down a little bit. I did see more rain and wind uh, earlier in the week when I looked here. So there's going to be weather involved here. I, I am slightly nervous about CJ Stroud. One, it's a tough matchup against the Jets. And then you have weather implications here. And the Jets defense, man, uh, they're fifth best against QB number one against wide receiver, but they allow running backs and tight ends to score. So that's interesting. I'm not sure I'm in love with CJ Stroud as a QB one. I think he's a super flex play. Nico Collins, I have ranked as a, as a wide receiver three. I'm not super confident in it going up against this really good Jets secondary. Again, we mentioned they're the number one team defending wide receivers in fantasy football. So not super excited about it, but I think if you have nobody else uh, better behind Nico Collins, you can play him. Noah Brown is a guy that I want to stash and pick up for next week. Uh, but not this week. I don't think I can play him this week. Uh, Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce are going to continue to be involved as runners. I might prefer Damian Pierce at this point over Devin Singletary just because he had 15 touch it, uh, rushes last week. He did get the touchdown. He looked good on a couple of the plays. He's still getting bottled up a lot. But, hey, any running back that's getting the ball 15 times and is the goal line back I think is worth a play. And like we mentioned, the Jets – Allowing about almost 25 points per game to the running back position. So that, you know, that could be 13 and, and 12 between these two guys. So I like both. Start the Texans defense. We're going to leave Bob Woods on the bench. Dalton Schultz is out. So if you need a tight end, Brevin Jordan, man. And we mentioned this, uh, this Jets secondary, <clears throat> they do allow tight end points here. So keep an eye on that. Uh, on the Jets side, we're going to keep it simple. I mean, Zach Wilson's in on this one. He's maybe a super flex desperation play if you need it. Uh, but otherwise, Brees Hall. They're saying he's going to play. He's been kind of in and out of practice all week here. Let me double check this for you. Uh, I see him as DNP, DNP Wednesday, Thursday, limited on Friday. He's been saying he's going to play, so I trust him. He's a low-end RB2 at this point, and Garrett Wilson just a wide receiver three at this point. So not super exciting for the Jets. Zach Wilson back under saddle, though. We'll see if C.J. Stroud can get uh, another impressive road win in the AFC. Uh, fun game here. One of the better noon games of the week. Rams at the Ravens. Ravens, seven and a half point home favorites. 40 implied in this one. Uh, overall, we're good with the health, I think, in this one. We're going to be watching maybe Odell Beckham in, in one of the other receivers. But uh, fantasy points might be hard to come by in this one. Both defenses are kind of sneaky. The Ravens are the number one QB team or limiting QB fantasy points under 12 points per game. And, you know, your standard four point passing touchdown league. So tough spot for Stafford. Uh, the running backs, the Ravens rank 10th best, so it's a tough spot for Kieran. And they're 8th and ninth against the wide receivers and tight end. So even Puka is in for a tough one as well as Cooper Cup. So uh, with that being said, on the on the Rams side, I think Stafford's just a QB2 super flex option. I think you're playing Kieran Williams, you know, no matter what the matchup is going forward. He's just getting elite usage and he scores touchdowns. So we're locking in Kieran. 
I think Puka Nakua is the receiver I'd rather play over Cooper Cup. He's a wide receiver 2-3. Cup's more of a wide receiver 3 flex. I'm going to play both guys if I have them just because, you know, they, they can – Stafford's been hot. This offense has been hot. The Rams are on a three-game heater right now. Who knows? Maybe they go into Baltimore and surprise them. So I'm going to lean towards getting Puka and Cup in my lineups. Maybe the Rams defense. You know, they've been playing lights out too. Uh, we'll see. Otherwise, Higby, I believe, has been pretty much ruled doubtful. Atwell and Royce Freeman will leave on the bench. And your Rams defense is actually playing okay. They do limit uh, running backs and wide receivers. They're kind of below average against quarterback, and they are really poor against tight end. So I kind of like Isaiah Likely if you need a tight end streamer. You're starting Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think you're going to start Zay Flowers. Keaton Mitchell and Gus Edwards. I still don't know what to do. My head leans towards playing Keaton Mitchell as a low-end RB2 flex play. Gus Edwards is a desperation touchdown play, probably better for non-PPR, half-PPR formats. And then, like I mentioned, Isaiah likely should be a tight end streamer for you. Go ahead and start that Ravens defense. They're among the best in the league right now. I'm going to leave Beckham, although a revenge game for Beckham, the team that he won the Super Bowl with, maybe he plays well. I'm just getting a report here that Derek Carr is expected to play in week 14. Oh, my. You got Rashad Bateman, Aguilar, Justice Hill. We'll leave these guys here on the bench. So fun game here. Maybe it's good for fantasy. I'm not sure. We'll see how it goes. But Rams at Ravens. Rams, man, in the playoffs right now, they could be uh, an interesting team to watch going forward. And the Ravens are also coming off a bye. Uh, let's get into the Sunday late games. You have the Vikings at the Raiders here. Vikings three-point favorites on the road, 40, 40 total implied in this one. The return of Justin Jefferson. If we look at the fantasy defenses in this game here, I'm not really too concerned about anything here. These teams are all basically around average uh, in terms of fantasy points. The Raiders do allow running back points. That's their weak spot. Um, and uh, it looks like the Vikings do allow wide receiver points as well. So nothing too crazy to note on the fantasy points allowed stats. Uh, on the Vikings side, I think, you know, they're giving Josh Dobbs another chance. He's basically just a super flex option. I'm not super excited about one QB leagues, but uh, I have been getting questions like CJ Stroud or Josh Dobbs. I've been saying Josh Dobbs. So maybe good things happen with, with JJ and Dobbs. Uh, I think Madison is a nice RB2 option if you need it. Again, we mentioned the Raiders are poor against the running back spot. You're playing JJ. You're playing Hawkinson. The real question comes with Jordan Addison, who I'm, I'm leaning towards not playing him. I want to see what this looks like with JJ back. Um, so he, he's more of a, a wide receiver three flex, but probably best left on your bench this weekend. Uh, start the Vikings defense, maybe. And then Ty Chandler, keep an eye on him. KJ Osborne on the bench. On the Raiders side, coming off a bye, maybe Aiden O'Connell looks a little better off, uh, you know, after some time here to watch and see some things. You're playing Josh Jacobs. I think you're playing Devontae Adams. And then Jacoby Myers, man, he's actually been pretty solid uh, in some games with Aiden O'Connell. So I'm leaning towards him as a wide receiver three flex. Let me know if you have questions there. Maybe the Raiders defense, but probably not. I want to see more Michael Mayer after the bye. So keep an eye on him. If you want to babysit him on your bench for tight end, that could be of use. Uh, but overall, not a super exciting game here. The Vikings are in the playoff hunt. So if they can, you know, come in and, and steal one in Las Vegas, that keeps them on track here. But otherwise, you know, both teams off a bye here. This could be this could be a good game. We'll see how it goes. But overall, I'm not super excited about that one. I am excited about Seattle in the 49ers. And Seattle's got a lot of injury questions right now. I just saw Geno Smith uh, with a groin injury. They don't have their Friday reports in here, but we have a lot of questions on Seattle's side. 
Obviously, it's a tough matchup against the 49ers. 49ers kicked their ass on Thanksgiving. So we're not super excited about our Seahawks. I think if you have Geno Smith, he's just a super flex uh, QB2 play. You're playing DK Metcalf at this point. I don't want to get any start-sit questions on DK Metcalf. You drafted DK Metcalf knowing very well what he is and what he does well. He scores touchdowns, makes big plays. Otherwise, he gets you some floor games that you don't love. But, hey, the upside in the ceiling is Amazing. You know, three touchdowns last weekend. He had a dominant game in a loss, but still can blow up at any point. Um, and in that game on Thanksgiving, they targeted him nine times. I think he only caught three or four passes, but they're taking deep shots to him. Maybe those are there in this game. I think Lockett and JSN are just wide receiver three flex plays. Personally, I'd rather play JSN at this point. I think he looks better. He's making more plays in the short passing game. Uh, again, tough matchup. Lockett, JSN are just kind of fringe wide receiver three starters for me say no to that Seahawks defense no no offense and then here's the questions I don't know what's going on with Charbonnet or Kenneth Walker I think there's a legit chance that both these guys play they've been limited in practice both the last two days um, so they're trending towards playing uh, I just I don't have a good read and because of this matchup being really bad I don't know if I want to play them um, I think it makes sense that like oh if Walker plays and Charbonnet plays, I'm more interested in Walker than um, – so if one of the guys plays, I think there's room for them as an RB2. But I think for now, these guys are just low-end RB2 flexes if they both play. So I'm not I'm not having a good feel for it. The game script's not going to be there for these guys to run the ball a lot. We expect the 49ers to score points at will. So I don't know. It, maybe there's a chance both these guys don't play too, and you're stuck looking at DJ Dallas as a low-end RB2 flex play. Overall – not super excited about Seattle. Maybe they surprise us with another Geno game against good defense, but not looking great here. Uh, on the 49ers side, they are favored to win by 11. 47 implied in this one. You're starting your 49ers. This is just like the Lions offense. We know who the guys are. We know who we're playing. Purdy is a top five, top 10 QB play. You're playing CMC. You're playing Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. No questions about it. Start that 49ers defense and then continue to monitor Elijah Mitchell. He needs to be stashed in case something happens to CMC this late. And then Jawan Jennings continues to look good uh, in relief as a number three, number four receiver. Broncos at Chargers. This one's got a little bit of playoff implications. The Broncos still riding high. They're six and six. The Chargers got a, a nice road victory last weekend against the Patriots. They're two and a half point favorites at home against the Broncos. The winner of this game remains kind of in the playoff hunt. I, I think the Broncos are six and six. The Chargers are five and seven. Obviously, if the Chargers lose, that's when we have to start worrying about Eckler and Keenan Allen and maybe Herbert not playing games down the stretch. Uh, on the Broncos side, you know, a loss, they can still, you know, hang around and compete for a playoff spot. But obviously, if they win, we're excited about their playoff chances at seven and six. But interesting game here. We know the Chargers are really poor on defense, like they're bottom in every category. Broncos, interestingly enough, are elite against wide receivers, but they allow all the other fantasy points here. So this one has shootout vibes to me. I think you're playing Herbert, Eckler, and Keenan Allen for sure. If you need a tight end, I, I'm open to Gerald Everett as a streamer. Quentin Johnson actually looked okay the last couple weeks here, so I think he's a, a deep end wide receiver three flex. I'm not using the Broncos defense. And then obviously the talk this week was more Josh Kelly competing for carries. We'll see about that. He should be stashed and picked up because, again, like I mentioned, if the Chargers drop this game at home, they're 5-8. and eight. That's not making the playoffs. I think you need minimum you, – you need at least – you can only have seven losses, I think. Seven to eight losses is, is going to be where it's at. So I think it's a 10-7 and seven record that gets in as the wild card. I don't think the Chargers can pull it off. So keep an eye on Josh Kelly. On the Broncos' side, I think Russell Wilson 
I'm open to him as a streaming quarterback one. I think I'd rather play Russell Wilson over CJ Stroud and Josh Dobbs. Uh, you're playing Javante Williams. You're playing Cortland Sutton. Maybe Jerry Judy, just because of the matchup so good. Uh, and then maybe the Broncos defense. I don't know. I, I don't think Samaji P. Ryan, I saw a report on him. I'm going to see. I thought he said he was injured, but he's likely to play. Samaj P. Ryan DNP with a knee injury. So we'll keep an eye on that. That might mean wheels up for Javante. Otherwise, keep an eye on Jaleel McLaughlin. Overall, not too excited about this one, but maybe a little bit. You know, I could see this game getting uh, on the high end here as both teams are fighting for their final, uh, their final, you know, playoff lives here. So interesting game. We'll move on to the Bills and the Chiefs, the better afternoon game here. Bills at Kansas City, one and a half point favorites for Kansas City. 49 implied in this one. The big news that came out this week was Isaiah Pacheco out in this one. Everyone picked up Clyde Edwards-Alaire already. If not, go look and see if he's out there. Uh, and then pick up Jerick McKinnon, too. If Clyde Edwards-Alaire got scooped up, I think McKinnon's an interesting play. Now, with that being said, uh, you're starting Mahomes if you have him. You're starting Kelsey, obviously. I think Rasheed Rice, man, I should probably just move him up to wide receiver three. I feel good about him in this matchup. And then Clyde Edwards, Larry McKinnon. I think they're both RB2 flex plays this weekend. I think McKinnon had a couple weeks off. He should be healthy and ready to roll. Uh, and Clyde Edwards, Alaire, he's going to be the guy that gets 12 to 15 carries, maybe touches that way, falls into the end zone. He could be fine. So start your Chiefs, man. This is gonna, this is a high-scoring game. You want to be involved in this one for fantasy. We'll leave Watson, MBS, and, of course, Pacheco on the bench. On the Bills side, I think it's pretty simple. You're playing Josh Allen, James Cook, and Stephon Diggs. Continue playing Dalton Kincaid. I'm not too worried about Dawson Knox yet. Maybe this game could change my mind if, if it doesn't look good. But for now, you're starting Kincaid. I kind of want to play Gabe Davis. I'm going to pull Khalil Shakir off and put him on the bench. I don't trust him with Dawson Knox back. They're going to probably run more two tight end sets, uh, which would probably take Khalil Shakir off the field a little bit more than we've seen in the last month and a half. Probably not starting the Bills D. Murray, maybe we see Leonard Fournette in this one. They have been using Ty Johnson, but it's kind of a mess. Fun game here. The Bills, man, fighting for their playoff lives at Kansas City. Kansas City kind of stumbling, losing some losing some steam, uh, not looking great on offense, still okay on defense, but we'll see what happens. I think this is going to be a fun game at Kansas City. We'll see if Buffalo can keep up or can outpace. Sunday night football, the game of the week. NFC number one seed on the line here. If the Eagles win, they're on track to lock up that number one seed. If the Cowboys win, 49ers hop into the number one spot. So a lot of implications in this game. Eagles at Dallas, three and a half point favorites for Dallas. 52 points implied in this one. This is the game of the week. Again, it's really simple. This I love both offenses because they're easy to read for fantasy. You're starting Jalen Hurts. You're starting DeAndre Swift. You're starting A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. And then, hey, if you waited for Dallas Goddard, you're probably playing him out there because I think he could have played last week. They held him out just in case they, you know, they, they could have used him in that game. But it's a good thing that he didn't, you know, go out and get re-injured or, or anything like that in a bad game. So I like Goddard. You're not using the Eagles defense. They are one of the worst defenses in the league right now. They rank 32nd against QB, 32nd against wide receiver, and they are pretty bad against tight end. They are very good against running back, though. So we're slightly concerned for Tony Pollard in this one. You're starting Dak and CeeDee Lamb, obviously. Uh, they're, they're elite plays this weekend. Again, again, 32 and 32, the Eagles are against QB and wide receiver. The real question is Tony Pollard. I think you have to play Tony Pollard despite the tough matchup. He's the type of player that can play well in, in tough matchups. And just the nature of this game with 52 points implied, there's a good chance he falls into the end zone. I think his odds on DraftKings were minus 150, which, you know, that's, that's pretty good odds for a touchdown for a running back. So you're playing Pollard. 
I think you've got to play Jake Ferguson. We might have seen the light come on for Ferguson last weekend on Thursday Night Football. They were scheming him up. He was making big plays, big catches, and guess what? He's he's, he's looking like a top five, top ten tight end right now for the rest of the season in this offense. And then same thing with Brandon Cooks, man. He's I think he's a wide receiver three flex. I'd rather play Brandon Cooks over guys like Tyler Lockett, JSN, Chris Godwin, you know, those kind of fringe wide receiver three flexes. So I like this game a lot. Expect a lot of Cowboys uh, passing. We'll see if Jalen Hurts and company can, can, can keep up. And that's been the thing right now. Can the Eagles get their offense back on track? Because right now their defense uh, is failing them. Offense needs to be putting up high numbers for them to win football games in the winter. Gallup and Dowdle will leave here on the bench. But exciting game, Dallas hosting the Eagles. Monday night, we got a stinker, a couple stinkers. Titans at the Dolphins, 13-point favorites for Miami, 46.5 implied on this one. You're starting Tua, Raheem, Devon, Tyreek, Waddle, end of list. You're going to start that Dolphins defense. Just get your Dolphins in. You're, you're not using anybody else other than the five players that I mentioned. I guess the sixth player would be the Dolphins D. Keep an eye on Jeff Wilson just in case Mostert or A-Chan get hurt. Uh, otherwise, yeah, the Dolphins... The Dolphins should sign Zach Ertz, by the way. Let's get to a tight end that can maybe help them uh, make a playoff uh, Super Bowl push. The Titans, you know, this game, they're probably going to be playing from behind. The Titans are really bad against wide receiver. They do allow the 29th mo uh, most points here. So you love that for Tyreek and for Tua. Uh, but that's going to mean the Titans are going to have to throw the ball to play keep up. Levis is a QB2 super flex option if you need it. I think you're starting Henry just based on volume and the chance that he rumbles into the touchdown. It feels probably pretty good. So start Derrick Henry. Probably going to roll out DeAndre Hopkins in a game where they're going to have to throw the ball coming from behind. Chico Conquo, man, I still you know think he can be a tight end one streamer if you need somebody. He's good for maybe 7 to 10 points. And then just with the nature of this game being a 13-point blowout maybe, Tajay Spears maybe outplays. Henry in terms of snaps and routes and things like that. So he's an RB2 flex. Say no to the Titans defense. We'll see if Traylon Burks can finally get his season going. Uh, and then another one. I don't know why there's two Monday Night Football games here in Week 14, but whatever. Packers at the Giants. Packers playing great football right now, man. They look like the fifth or sixth best team in the NFC. Packers are six and a half point favorites, 37 implied in this one. It's a low scoring game. Uh, we'll be simple here with the with the Giants. I mean, DeVito maybe is a super flex QB too. He's been playing hot. They're coming off a bye week. And then I think you're going to play Saquon Barkley no matter what. Say no to the Giants defense. We're going to leave all the receivers on the bench. Uh, but keep an eye on Jalen Hyatt, who had a good game with DeVito last weekend. Uh, Slayton and Robinson, deep deep end plays, but maybe Tyrod Taylor's back for this team in a little bit. So keep an eye on those guys, as well as Darren Waller, who might be back next week. On the Packers side, I think you're starting Jordan Love as a QB1, man. He's proved it time and time and again. I think there's only been one or two games where he wasn't a QB1 this year. So play Jordan Love. It looks like Aaron Jones is back. I think he may be limited in terms of, you know, how many snaps he's getting. It's also in the MetLife field, which I don't really trust. Uh, we'll see if he plays. I think he's leaning towards playing. And, and if he does play, he's probably not getting the ball a ton, maybe 10 to 15 touches at most. Put him in as a low-end RB2 play. Uh, I don't think Christian Watson's playing with that hamstring injury. They don't need him to play for this game. So you're playing Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs. And just the nature of this game, the Packers could, you know, be giving A.J. Dillon a lot of, you know, volume still, even though Aaron Jones is back. So I think Reed, Dobbs, and Dillon are all startable and start that Packers defense. And then deep sleeper here, Dontavian Wicks. If you guys need a shot on Monday Night Football, Wicks is a good player, uh, someone that should be picked up in all Dynasty Leagues. But, hey, there you go. That was the Thursday Night Football game, so we've covered all the games for week 14, this was a lot of fun. If you guys want to check it out on the fantasyfellowship.com, please do so. Week 14 starts sit charts. And hey, 
Uh, I did put up some player prop bets on DraftKings if you guys want to check those out uh, for Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the day off on Saturday, so no shows on Saturday. But we'll see you guys live Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. Central Time. We'll go live and go over the player active and active news and any other start-sit questions you guys have. So, hey, thanks for hanging out with me. Have a good weekend. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Mm -hmm.